All right, let's get rolling. Let's just get right into it. Um, Mr. Petru, great to see you again. Great to see you again, as always. Great to see you. Um, all right, so we're here today to just talk about the final four. Um, any observations? We're just going to kind of roll with it because, you know, neither Kenyon or Mount Union is in the final four, so there's not really that emotional connection for us um, in this field. So, um, but yeah, let's make it a go. Mount Union actually had a pretty decent year. They did. <laughs> they did. But they didn't. They didn't tie enough, so they didn't get into the into the uh, right. NCAA's. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, um, I might be a little bitter. I'm, I might be. I might be. I might say some things that might come across wrong, but not to you. Maybe to fans of other teams. But well, this is. Uh, if there's ever a time to do it, this is the time to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah, let's burn those bridges. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what do you got? Yeah. Um. So while I am. I was trying to think of what the right, I think recovering is two weeks. So is, is convalescing a stronger word than recovering? Yeah. Or, you know, I think I'm convalescing or you went into a psych ward. I mean, that might be that next level right there, but right. right. Convalescing would work. Um, so I got a quick story before we get into the final four. So I thought I was, I thought I was doing better. Um, you know, I finally got out of bed. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like a week had gone by and um, I, I've always toyed a, I keep thinking that ESPN plus is like free and it's not. And there's been several times I wanted to watch something and then I didn't pay for it, and so I didn't watch it. And so something came up, and I said, "You know what? I'm just going to pay for it because, like, and I'll pay for the whole. I paid ninety nine dollars for a year. And the reason I did it is because I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but I, I'm sure you've seen it on the boards. That and people take this the wrong way because then they get into like John Calipari and how he's a cheater. Like yeah. my roots in Kentucky are. Mm -hmm. Appalachia like yeah. that's deep. where my parents deep my that's parents deep. like yeah my parents like uh, made it out of Appalachia and, yeah um, ended up at Transylvania and then uh, oh, so you have that connection I didn't know that yeah and then my father went to med school at University of Cincinnati and my mother was a school teacher in Cincinnati and then and then he uh, he did his training, surgical training at Chapel Hill in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So that's how we ended up in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so like essentially from birth, I've, you know, I used to listen to Kentucky basketball games in my father's car. Like we got WHAS out of Louisville. At, you could only get it at nighttime. Um, but like since literally since like 1966, 67, like, you know, I've listened to every Kentucky basketball game, like since then, or I used to go, they had a Christmas tournament every year we used to go to. And, 
anyway, huge, huge Kentucky fan. So I happened to notice that Kentucky was the number one overall seed in the Division I soccer tournament. They're ranked number one in the country. Yeah. Undefeated. Um, they get a bye in the first round because they're the number one seed. Then they beat, I can't remember who they beat, North uh, FI, I can't remember who they beat. Florida but so International. The, who? Florida International. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. See. Yeah. South Florida. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, they won. For, so they they were in the Sweet Sixteen. They're playing at home in their beautiful soccer stadium, and. They're playing Pittsburgh, and I'm thinking, wow, like, because I sort of watched a little bit last year when they got to the Sweet 16, and they mm -hmm. barely lost to Clemson at Clemson, and, and Clemson won, I think, the whole thing yeah, last year. They did. Last year they did. Um, so anyway, so I pay the $99. I watch it. 52nd minute, Kentucky goes ahead one nothing. 54th minute, Pittsburgh has a shot, the Kentucky keeper um, has the ball in his hands and the defender next to him who played a great game, like jumps up as though in case it gets by the keeper and kind of nudges the keeper and it dislodges the ball mm -hmm. oh and Pittsburgh God. picks it in. Yeah. And so, so it's one, one, then um, and Pittsburgh actually complained about it. Like once you see the replay, like they almost broke the kid's leg, mm -hmm. but, um, Pittsburgh goes down to 10 men with like 15 minutes left. And, and then I'm thinking as it ticks down, like, let's at least get to overtime. So we'll have 20 minutes and then Pittsburgh scores with three minutes left. Oh my gosh. And so after I, so this is literally a week after the Kenyon loss. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'll jump on this Kentucky bandwagon because I love Kentucky. And I watched Kentucky get knocked like they're just as devastated. This was their dream season. Yeah. Same, same deal. And then during the game, when I got convinced that they would somehow lose, this is like unbelievable. So the goalie... I'm not supposed to say goalie, right? Goalkeeper <laughs> for Pittsburgh. His name was Vandersar. Oh. And he was he is the son of the Man United Vandersar. Yeah. Edwin Vandersar. And the coach of Pittsburgh is none other than Jay Vitovich, who won national titles with Wake Forest. Yeah. And who played at Ohio Wesleyan. So, like, his original – Jay Vitovich's original mentor was Jay Martin. Jay Martin. <laughs> so, I, once I saw Vitovich and, like, Vandersar, it's like, how in the world is Kentucky supposed to win this game? <laughs> and it was like – like if if you you know it's sort of like I don't know how, what the right words are but like reliving trauma yeah 
literally like seven days. It was Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. So that's um, and then there's this. And we've talked about this before because intellectually I understand it and I understand it's like insane, but viscerally. I absolutely believe in the delusion that the fan causes teams to win or lose. And so, like, I think there's some, like, you know, and I don't know, you know, the person I really admire is, like, our Hopkins friend. Like, yeah, he has such a great, like, Hopkins literally had the final four on their foot. Yeah. Yep. Like they had the kick. They, if he makes it, it it's they're going to the final four. Yep. And he missed it. He let Stevens back into it. Yep. <clears throat> and like, you know, on the boards, the Hopkins guy was like totally cool about like he, <laughs> like I would not, um, you know, I'm still replaying things in my head. Like was Kenyon really offside when they scored and like, <laughs> Um, and then somebody else told me, oh, no, it wasn't all sides. It was a foul. But on the everybody else in the recaps and on the box score says, yeah. you know, when you go through the play by play, it was called offsides. Um, anyway, just. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll I'll have a few words about that after we get through the final four. But. So so uh, so a few things few things to ponder. First of all, I don't know what you've done in this life to offend the soccer gods as much as you have in that one week. So I would I would suggest some, you know, heavy juju on your side. You know, maybe, maybe get one of those people who like purges your house of bad spirits and maybe, you know, maybe that that might that might work. And then the yeah. other thing is I have this strange fascination with, um, of all things, Scientology. So I've been, not because I'm interested in being, a, you know, like Tom Cruise. No, I'm not. I'm um, just strictly, fa- it fascinates, that sort of weird thing fascinates me. And, you know, they really do believe that in a, that you have all of these past lives that are attached to you that impact your present day life that, you know, you you go on the e-meter and it helps you understand these past transgressions or bad things that might explain why your soccer teams never seem to make the final final. So no, it, it becomes like a life story. Like I, I don't know if <laughs> I can't tell if you're a like college basketball fan or not, but the I was with my father at the Spectrum in Philadelphia in nineteen ninety two. When Christian Leitner hit the shot to shot. beat Kentucky, Ooh, yeah, and I just know that because it's a. I mean, that's like that's. That's considered the greatest college basketball game ever. Yeah, yeah. One hundred four to one hundred three. Yep. And and we were actually sitting in the Duke section because the only way we could get tickets <laughs> is my father got them through Duke. Duke. <laughs> so, um, so. I feel like my whole persona and identity is wrapped around this whole tragic trauma loser <laughs> thing. You know what? We're going to, I think I am going to, because I don't, Kentucky might be a little further than that. Maybe I am going to 
drive over and implore the Kenyan men's soccer team to, you know, you know, make it their standard bearer, their rallying cry, you know, win one for Paul Newman, you know, or something along those lines, like yeah. get them motivated to, to help you, you uh, know, because that, that was for, that was for this year, but, yeah. um, well, here's the thing. It's the years that you don't think is when it happens. Yeah. Right. That's the years when you don't, you're not paying attention anymore and you don't care. (laughs) Yeah. You're so bitter at that point. You don't care what happens. Yeah. I've, yeah. Now I've had a few, uh, when the Celtics won in 2008, I was happy. And then in 1998, Kentucky got revenge on Duke and they won the national title in 1998 and, my son and I called my father on the phone. I was like, you know, it was like pure joy. Like yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the final four, final four. All right. So just so happy. Oh, you, said you, had, you had said you had other thoughts. <clears throat> no, no. Um, those were the two thoughts. My Scientology observation that maybe yeah. if you have a neighborhood Scientologist that you can chat with about past lives, that might help. And then I just think the juju, you know, you've offended the soccer gods in some form or fashion that we have to make yeah. right. We have to make right somehow. I, I'm, it's not beneath me at this point. It's such a serious problem. It, you know, small animal sacrifice might be in order for you. <laughs> oh <my God>. oh. <laughs> that was terrible. I don't condone small animal sacrifices, by the way. Yeah, you're going to have peta all over you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that might make my our viewers go through the roof. <laughs> right, right. Drive up uh, yeah. views. It's views. That's all that matters. We're, we're in the controversy business, my friend. Yeah. All right. The final four. Kenyon and Mount Union are not in. So let me let me just let me just say this. I was I was actually down in D.C. on Monday, and um, at the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Um, and I, as I always do, just because I kind of like walking the campus, I walked around Catholic and ended up at Carlini Field. And wouldn't you know who was there training uh, as a pit stop on their way out to Salem? It was Stevens. And I saw one of the players on Stevens played with my son, a really, really great kid. Um, Adam Barakal said hello to him, almost like it was an omen. Huh. I don't know what for, but you know, hey, it was it was good. Why why were they practicing at Catholic? Because Steve, if it takes them like six or seven hours to get to, it takes yeah, it takes them like six or seven hours to get to Salem. So that I guess they drove from. Jersey to DC, and then we're gonna go across DC into oh, okay. into Virginia, out to Salem, and yeah. so they just stopped at Catholic. So, um, and you know what? It got me thinking about Chicago. I, I'm not sure anyone can stop them. I will say this though, I am not sure that they are, because I've been watching old tape. I think they're vulnerable. 
Um, I think they're vulnerable, and I just it, it need a team to exploit some of the what I think probably in transition where I think they're gonna where they're the most vulnerable. They get scored on. Like people forget they 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 do allow goals, right? Whereas Williams is really hard to score. Chicago allows goals going. Granted, they score a lot more on the other end, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who? I mean, I mean, <laughs> my predictions have been so <laughs> wrong. wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm sort of pulling. I, I actually like that Steven's story a lot. Yeah. Um, and even though they got, they had to get through two PK shootouts. You know, they held up their number one seed. Like they, yeah. I didn't, first, I'm sure you remember, I thought Middlebury was going to knock him out. Then I thought Rowan was going to knock him out. Yeah. Um, and then I think I thought Hopkins was probably going to knock him out. Mm -hmm. And they are, I tell you, I listened, um, I think maybe it was after the, um, I can't remember. It was after maybe this their Sweet Sixteen game. Who did they play? Um, oh, they played Cortland. Cortland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cortland. Yeah. And I, I don't know why sometimes they have these and sometimes they don't. But that they had, you know, I watched their press conference afterwards. Mm -hmm. And they're the two guys they had. One was Andino, and I don't know if the other one was Silva, or, or uh, and the coach was there. Mm -hmm. Those two Stevens players were as impressive mm -hmm. as any players I've seen from any school in the country. Yeah, like they were incredibly well spoken, mm -hmm. had great perspective. Um. There's nobody in the country that has anything on those guys. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of, I like the Steven story. I do think it's, I do think it's Chicago's to lose. I think it's their turn. Um, you know, I thought it was definitely Kenyon's turn and I think it was their turn. So, yeah. but you know, now it's, you know, now we're in, in that sort of scenario, we're down to Chicago and I, I think Chicago has a little – I think maybe we're finally going to see the Chicago offense, mm -hmm. whereas where I think they have an edge on Stevens that they yeah. – um, but, I mean, that – I, you know, I totally expect Stevens to show up and yeah, yeah. it should be a great game and – I am not um, expecting – I am not expecting a crazy scoring game. Right. I don't think Stevens is going to allow them anything in the back, just like Chicago doesn't. You know, it waits for the error, right? Like it takes yeah. advantage of an error. And I don't think either team is going to do that. So, I mean, if it's one nothing, if it's a one nothing game, it could, I, I, I do believe, like it could easily be Stevens up one nothing. I think, like I said, Chicago wins games and has been consistent and they play really well, but they concede. They, you know, they, 
St. Thomas, right? St. Thomas? Gustavus Adolphus. Who would they last play? They gave up one goal. They gave yeah. up one goal to St. Thomas, and then Saint they won Thomas. four to one. And then they won the four to one, right? Yeah. They concede. And I think Not that's a lot. The, they they allow they, goals. Uh, they, what's their total goals against? Let's look it up. While you're looking, do you think Stevens can score more than one goal against them? I don't know. That's that's hard. That's what you don't see. I mean, Wheaton scored two. St. Olaf scored one. Luther scored one. Calvin scored one. Carthage scored one. Case Western scored one. Brandeis. Birmingham Southern. William, whatever, however you pronounce William E T E, like, <laughs> Will Amet, Will Amet, is that it? Like, well, then yeah. spell it that way. Um, <clears throat> um, Saint Thomas, they all scored a goal, so they let in three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. They allowed thirteen goals in. 21 games yeah so that's why i mean they concede they they, they're not they're not you know i get that they're good don't get me wrong they still are formidable formidable i just i just you know look what was the game they played where i was like this could be it this could break them um Maybe it was the Case game. No, Case scored late, I think. Well, Gustafus was that the Gustafus game was one zero, right? Yeah, maybe it was that. So one. they, I mean, that was a little that was a little hairy. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I, I still think, to your point, I'm still in the. I think it's Chicago's to 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 lose, but. You know, you catch them on the right day. They look, they might have that Ken, Kenyan syndrome of like, this is it. This is the year. This everything's gotten like, you know, and expectations right. and all that sort of. And maybe it catches up with them. And I think Stevens is the, is the type of team that could do it. I think they're. Yeah, really Stevens, I think, goes in, even though, I mean, let, let's tip our cap to, they're both undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But. Chicago definitely has the pressure. Exactly. Squarely. Yeah. I mean, they've been to the final four like three times. They've yep. lost in the semifinal every time, like yep. by some some fluky thing. Yeah. And I think they have more ways to score than like they can score from the run of play. Plus, they have those two center backs that can score on set pieces. I was I was actually looking at their like. Um... You know, their game score, you know, it shows their goals and then who the assists are. And yeah. um, they're one of their top assist guys, I think, is Gillespie, who's one of the two right. center backs. And I think it's because of all the long balls into the box or, you know, corner kicks. Like he makes something happen with his head because he's also a tall dude. And then somebody yeah. picks it up. Mm. Yeah. I think that's now, legit. That's still a issue does stevens have any players 
with size who can sort of match up with them on set pieces? Um, I think there's, they have a, to look at his, his, um, his, the roster, but I think they have a center back who might be big enough. Um, and I'm blanking on their, I'm blanking on their GK too, for some reason. He's just got all region. Um, Yeah, this is, there is a, uh, people are going to be so sick of me talking about Kenyon. But yeah, Chicago has, Chicago must win the title. Yes. Like, they absolutely have to win the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I think. Or it's. Or it's yeah. lights out, you know, like, or, or it's, it becomes like that albatross around their neck, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, even the Chicago guy on the boards is like, it's, it's all or nothing. Yeah. I think the goalkeeper is a Justin Cross. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, I think he just made all region. He is, he is, yeah. he is good. Yeah. I think if they, I'll tell you, two in the front and two in the back. Two guys in the front marking that, marking Gillespie, and two guys in the back for anything he gets his head on that, that, that he skims off his head and are there to to clear it out. That's about the only way I think. Um, I think that they end up, you know, being able to do something against him. Now, if that if that game is if that game is still tied or Stevens is up one nothing with fifteen minutes left, I think Stevens is going to win. Yes. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I would like their chances very much. So. Yeah. The, I, I think Chicago needs to score one in the first half and then they need, yeah. they need to go up two nothing. Insur- yeah. And an insurance. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, like I said, I think Stevens gets a goal. Do they get more? But I think they can get, they get a goal. You know, and, and, you know, I was, I mean, I, I'm not going to give away trade secrets, right? I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about what I saw at, at the practice, but I, I tell you, I was really impressed with, you know, uh, Silva and uh, their other, um, the other forward you mentioned. Um, Bruno Andino. Yeah. <clears throat> their speed with the ball and how tight they kept it. Like I could st- like you could see those guys doing damage, right? If they're not, you know, they catch catch you on the wrong foot. Like I could, they could do damage that way. Yeah. And and, and you know, they have they, some really good karma going for them right now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, but I'm with you. I still think this is Chicago's to lose, but I still think Stevens can get Notch one in on them. But um, yeah. Um, all right, so now the now the next game, which is a little bit more, I'm a little bit more confused about. This All right, well, let me ramble to... about that one, and then you can. Okay. <laughs> so, first of all, I said it was. I said the only team that can't win the Amherst sectional is Mary Washington. 
<laughs> I said it's either going to be Amherst, Oneonta State, or Bowdoin. Yeah. And they knock out Amherst, which <laughs> was just unbelievable. Um, I mean, this is after we just watched what they, you know, how they kind of bullied St. Lawrence, Amherst, yeah. like. So I, I didn't, I did not see that coming at all. And then when they managed to get through Amherst, I thought there's no way they're gonna beat Bowden. They're gonna beat two nest, top Nescacs back to back. And then the weakest out of all the Nescacs in theory who got into the tournament is gonna be the one that gets to the final four. <laughs> Like I, I remember people, I remember the Tufts people saying, Oh, I hope we don't I hope we get Williams instead of somebody instead of Connecticut yeah. in the NESCAC tournament and what <clears throat> So, but I mean Mary Washington is I don't know I mean, I don't even know what to make of um I mean, based on what they've done, they could win the whole thing. Yeah. Um because talk about scoring. I mean, they got two guys that could score against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of those guys scored two goals in like 30 seconds against Bowden. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Williams, I got to be careful how I say all this. Cause I, I think it's just remark. I mean, if you looked at their draw and said, First of all, actually, I think the game they might have been in the most trouble in was the NYU, the very first game. Yeah, the very first like game. Like that, that Arcan, that Arcan kid, yep. he had three or four chances that he usually buries. Yeah. Like they, they, they put Williams under more pressure, than, definitely more than Kenyon did. Yeah. Um, and so, you know. That was a 50-50 game to me. Then they got Messiah on Messiah's home field. Then they have to go to Kenyon to play this team that absolutely is, you know, legitimately ranked top five all year. Yeah. And then they, you know, and then, and this is where I'm going to be a little but you know, then they've got these, they score on a 65-yard set piece. And I, I re-watched the Ohio Northern goal. Where the, you know, they only got one goal against Ohio Northern. Yep. That was off a long throw. Ball gets headed around the box a few times. It falls right to a guy's yeah. foot. Um, <clears throat> so this is like, and believe me, if, if that was... If I was a Williams fan or if I if, if Kenyon did the same tactics and they won, I would not care one bit. <laughs> I would be like, we're in the final four. Yeah. I'm thrilled. So however they did it, they I, and I I still can't even I, the only player I can really think of, I mean I can name a few of them, but Boardman is the only one that really stands like I don't even know who's on that team really. Like yeah. um and like you and so many other people were like, should they even be in the tournament? Yeah, I still say no, but that's you know. they may win the whole damn thing. Same thing, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And it's not, it's real. I mean, they are, they're playing a caricature of Amherst style. Yeah. I mean, it is ugly, ugly stuff. Which is why I understood Brown's bitter tweet yeah, that you, yeah. you properly countered with, yeah, all we do is win elite eights. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know how you could even predict Mary Washington and Williams. I, I, okay. I, I, okay. Mary Washington. Let me just say, I was really, I watched the Ohio Wesleyan game and I actually tried to go back little stretches to find video on different games um, throughout the season because I know nothing of them. Like I really, they were not, they, they were on my radar, but they were not on my radar, right? Like I watched, oh, they're winning, they're winning. And then sort of caught by surprise at how well and consistent they they do. And I think where I really paid attention was when, you know, they, they, they beat, I thought, a really good Christopher Newport team. Yeah. Um, and, and. Uh, yeah, in October, right, they played them twice. They lost the first time, but then later in October, they beat them 3-2, and that really surprised me because I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting that. I will say, against Amherst, I was really impressed by them because they were not, they were effective with the ball on the ground, and they got through Amherst a lot. Like, Amherst didn't know how to deal with it. And I'm going to say this, I think Williams might be in the same boat. Like if, 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 if Mary Washington plays the ball on the ground well and is able to do play that way and is, is again, sort of fearless in going into it, I, I actually think they could take it to Williams. Now, Here's my thing, and I'll say it now, and I'm sorry, Williams fans, because, yeah, you're in the Final Four, and, you know, good on you. You play atrocious-looking soccer. You have really, really, like you said, there's individually, pound-for-pound, player-for-player, they're good soccer players, but they're just that. They're just sort of run, I don't want to say run-in-the-mill players, but there's nothing one special guy that you would take and be like, oh, if you drop him in Chicago, he's a player, right? He's a starter. You throw him on no. at Tufts, he's got a starting spot. There's no nobody like that. But they're an incredible team. Somehow they have it going where collectively they are just really committed to the way they play, which is not really playing in my book, but they do it well. Like I said, they're like Amherst. They as much as I despise how they play, they do it really well. So you can't take that away. This is what drives me nuts. <clears throat> the only way it succeeds, the only way it succeeds is because that guy will, the, the coach will make 11 sub or 10 substitutions at once, right? So he'll, sub, he'll tell his guys, go waste it all on the field. And in 20 minutes, I will sub you off. And he'll take all 10 guys and he'll sub everybody. Again, 
and which is very telling, right? Because that to me says your quality of player from your who you consider your top player to your number 20 player. There's not a little there's not a big skill or play difference. It's effective. You can just throw the guy in. It doesn't matter. Right. He's going to do the same exact thing as the other guy. And and quite honestly, I think that's their biggest advantage. The only thing and I say it and I say it again and I'll say it again. Teams like this in my book do do not do well against a team that plays soccer very well. And I would argue the game against Messiah. I don't think Messiah played well. Like I thought they lost too many balls. They were too erratic. Their 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 precision was not there. I don't know what it was. And it could have just been the pressure of Williams. I'll give him that. But I, I still think just like an Amherst, even you know, I just spoke to Coach Desitel the other day. Like to a certain extent, sometimes Tufts is like that. If you present a soccer team against them that moves the ball, that that values possession of the ball, that looks for space, that really tries to stretch that team out, there's they struggle, right? Because it's not the typical chase, 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 boot, kick, run, um, um, the way Amherst likes to do it, which is why I go back to Mary Washington. Mary Washington, to me, is the team that could do damage to Williams. Yeah, I, I guess where I would push back on that is I think you'd have a hard time finding two teams that can actually play more than Messiah and Kenyon, and they like uh, I, they I, got I through both of them uh, again, on their home field. On their home field, I totally, I totally, totally get that. I totally get that. And, and the would, kid, and, and I would again argue. I wonder, I wonder in Kenyon's case. I just thought the final third, they just, it was not there for them that game, right? They just did not have that final third. Right. They, they reason, still had enough chances. I mean, Upton had one where he beat the keeper. He just didn't hit it hard enough. So Boardman cleared it off the yeah. line. And then Carson was one-on-one -on -one with a goalie. He shot He should have kept going driven for, I mean, and he hit a, you know, they had enough chances to win, but I, I, I definitely thought Williams outplayed them in the first half. I, the second half, Ken, Kenyon was better. Mm -hmm. um, but and who would have thought with all those ties that? So I don't know what kind of little magic they have or what kind of voodoo dolls the coaches. <laughs> better juju you know, than you, that's for sure. I mean, the coach has a PhD in sports psychology. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that has something to do with it. I don't know. It could be. I you mean, know. it hasn't helped me. <laughs> the psychology hasn't helped me. My PhD is worthless. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, push your team onto victory. Yeah, I think. And then to your point about the players, the kid who scored, which was, I'll come back to this. Another like fluky little yeah. roller that if the if if Kenyon's goalie had just stayed put, yeah, it would have been an easy set. That kid. Only started for the second time that game. Yeah. And that was his only goal of the season. Season. Yeah. That's what I mean. To him, that's why I say I think that's their strength, right? Like, for again, 
I'm not, it's not a judgment. It's just the way that it strikes me that yeah. they go out there, they play however they play and they just have 15 guys on the bench that they just recycle in to keep this tempo going in a game so that, you know, most teams buckle under that pressure. And that's, and that's how I think they do it. And then again, like Amherst and like so many teams, like these second ball teams, right? What are they, what's their objective? Their objective isn't to sort of make a play. Hey, how do I get the ball out into the wing to drop it in back at the 18 or my midfielder is going to be running through the nine? No, their idea is like, how can I drive it into the box where we have bodies flying all over the place and the ball's bouncing around and people are screaming, you know, clear it out. And then somebody pokes it in. That's their game. No, if you put 60 balls in the box during the game, like one of them's going to go in. Go in. Yeah. And I think that's all they do. That's the, which, which actually I find humorous because I always like try to be like that coach, right? Like, okay, so how would I design their practices? Like, Okay, everybody in the box, <laughs> you know, just I'm yeah. just going to kick the ball straight up in the air and you either clear it or you score a goal. That's what you do. I mean, I think that's their practice, but Yeah. Um I and maybe maybe Chicago has the size to counteract that they if do. they end yeah. up playing, but Yeah. I think um, they have every I think they have you, I, to me they have all the check boxes, right? Again, Chicago, Chicago. And I still think Messiah has those check boxes, right? Like they, they have, they have Messiah still undefeated. Yeah, they have. I know that's irony. Um, They have all of those things, attributes where you're like, you, you can't beat them physically. You can't beat them with the ball. You can't, you can't, you know, lock down because you're going to find a way to score. They have all those things. But I don't, I hope. Honestly, I would love to see. Actually, I would, I, I would, I would find a lot of joy as a soccer game if it was. I'll take whoever the winner is of Chicago Stevens versus um, Mary Washington, just from a pure soccer standpoint, because I appreciate the way Stevens tries to play, and yeah. and obviously the way Chicago plays. I mean, you can't take that away from them. And I think just from a soccer standpoint, from the in the snobby side of me, like that would be fun to watch and dissect. And how do you figure out how they're going to do this, how they're going to win? Like that would be fun to do, but Hey, I'm sorry, Williams, but you throw you, you guys in the mix. It just becomes chaos ball to me. I don't like that. We're going to get, yeah, well, when you're, we're going to get, you're doing... we're going to get three hate mails. You know that, right? Like, well, the interesting thing is going to be when you do your show by yourself next week after Williams yes. is the national champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's just the way there is something like, you know, you look at them and you're like, there's no, first of all, there's no reason why you should be in the tournament. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry about this. Like yeah. you take them, they got 10 ties or whatever it was but you leave out Western Connecticut, which I think was robbed, right? You know what I mean? Like, I look at that, and I'm like, that to me is just incomprehensible. Um, and, and and sort of how they've gone through the through the tournament where you're like, this is the game. This is the game. This is the game. And they keep pulling it off just 
right? It just almost like I know where this train's gonna stop, right? And it's like it's not the station I wanted to stop at. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's definitely not the station I wanted. Yeah. So, um, all right. Very well. Very well. It's going to be fun. Actually, I might be down there. Actually, I think I will be down there on Thursday. Um, have to go to South Carolina for a soccer tournament and, uh, starts on Friday. So we're leaving Thursday and, um, going to try to watch. I'll bring all my, I'll bring all my Williams gear. I'll, paint like a sash across my face yeah you know just you know i'll live it up so oh that's great um <clears throat> so i know i'm not going to call this retirement for you i am just calling this a hiatus because i fully expect you know the new show to come around again in the in next fall when you are re-energized and Kenyon is back in the saddle. Um, but I will say yeah. for my, and this has been a blast. This has been so much fun for me and I really do appreciate it. Now this has been, first of all, totally, totally thanks to you. Like this has been just an incredible thrill for me. And like um, the fact that we even got a little bit of, nice feedback and like yeah. i mean no it's been i mean i've had a i've had a blast all year yeah. like from the very so yeah so i don't i don't want to sound too much like tom brady or serena williams but <laughs> i've been talking to giselle uh-huh um and she uh you know says i am I haven't been spending enough time with the family and the kids and like, you know, doing my, uh, you have the NFL career to worry about no. Tom. Um, but I, you know, I feel like this was like, I should, I almost stopped last year and then it, it's so addictive. And then, you know, I thought I'll give it one final go. I'll leave everything on the field. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play injured. Nice. I'm going to play some. through pain. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to do all the little things that don't show up in the box score. You know, I'm just going to keep going. Like I gave it everything I had, Yeah. you know, from the beginning of the season on the boards to, I, I'm actually proud that I didn't tick as many people off with my bad, <laughs> you know, I, I apologize to EC ECSU alum. I was I was just trying to be sarcastic, but I I was wrong on that. And then um, and then there was another guy, I think football fan maybe, who said that the referees. I kind of like said you got to be kidding me. And then I found out that referees actually do. I found out from another source that referees actually <laughs> do look at the boards. So that to me well, is awesome, right there. Like knowing <laughs> Um, you know, I was like the first one at practice and the last one to leave. I mean, I did, I gave it everything I had Yeah. and I, I was the ultimate Kenyan fan. I actually was, I actually was confident that everything fell right for them. Like Messiah lost, like yeah. they got home field again and it's just too 
This is their third Elite Eight. They didn't score in any of the three. Yeah. They didn't get a goal. Like Calvin in 2000. And every time it was a brutal. Yeah. Calvin, 82nd minute, a ball rolls under the foot of the two All-American center backs. And then the guys one-on-one with the goalie. And then Tufts scores on a fluky throw-in against two the same two All-American defenders. You know, and Tufts scores in the 109th minute, right, when we're going to PKs. And then Williams scores in, like, the 82nd minute. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, let's just get to overtime because then we'll have a full 20 minutes. Like, the only thing horrible that can happen is if Williams scores here in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. And it was just, you know, and I feel, um, well, like we've talked about, I mean, there's a lot of teams that had a ton of fifth-year seniors in the COVID years. um, But I do, I know how... I'm, I know Brown absolutely thought he was going to finally get there, and those players were, you know, just totally, total devastation. Um, <coughs> no doubt. No doubt. So, you know, I, I do feel like I, you know, I can't do any more. <laughs> I can't do any more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my midfield play was excellent. I was really tough in the back. Um, Your wing play, when you would make those runs, I was like, go, go, go. Like you were were that on fire. Right. Even though my 100-yard dash time is about 37 (laughs) seconds. (laughs) Um, That's faster than me, though. (laughs) I – so, right, you know, you never say never, but – I feel like this is probably the right time for me to, you know, I mean, cause think about, I mean, you're this, you're probably even worse than I am. I mean, like the, Don't say I that, literally, <laughs> no, seriously, this is sad. And I get mad. I get frustrated with the people on the board who act like they're not on the board all day, or, you know, or like, Oh, Oh, I'm just happening to watch this game because I had some ironing to do and I got nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're on there 24-7. 7. Just like I am, you know? Um, and you'll, when you, if you go on there three months from now, you'll see the same exact names at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm not, I think... I think mine is gone. Like mine's like tattooed on there. It's not even. It's not like it won't go away. It's permanent. Right. I, yeah, oh, they're it's, simple, it's, coach. Yeah, it's it's just a permanent marker there on that screen. Like, oh, there he is. Right. <laughs> um, but I, it's you know, it isn't. I mean, I literally have thought about almost nothing else for three months. Yeah. Um, and it's just been it's just been all consuming, and it's. You know, and then you get, you know, and then you crash. I mean, and yeah, everybody yeah. except for one team is going to crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Chicago gets to the final and loses, they're not going to feel any better than Kenyon does right now. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. Totally true. Totally yeah. true. And, um, I, and I think they're the only ones in, in, in that position. 
right? Like if they if they don't if they make it and they lose, they're going right. to be as crushed as Kenyon is. Yes, it easily, easily is crushed. And I also I don't want to have the totally wrong tone. I mean i I am so grateful for Kenyon and like. I'm so grateful for my son's experience there. And I mean, like I wrote, you know, since 2013, 16, five and three, 18, two and two, 19, two and one, 20 and three, 16, three and three, 18, one and three, 19, two and two, 16, three and one, and this year, 19, two and two. I mean, the, you know, but so they've, uh, I'm like really grateful for, you know, how good the program's been and the amount of joy. It's, you know, there's obviously yeah. been the heartache uh, as well, but, um, you know, I'm gonna, I don't even know, really understand why, because I didn't go to Kenyon. I, I know, sort of, that's the crazy part. I kind of wish I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I I will love Kenyon like yeah. till the day I die. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I am I am I, I I I don't accept your resignation. I don't accept your retirement. I I do accept a right now a let's just say a ten month leave of absence i fully uh, accept um and then i'm going to be pestering you again next year and then believe me there's a lot of people on the boards who are like cheering right now like oh my god <laughs> thank god that like, guy it's taken us so long to get rid of that guy and they don't you know and they don't believe me either they, they know i'm going to be right back on august 31st yeah. um i i totally listen you know the that's what surprises me about doing this whole this YouTube thing, right? Because I I started it for very pers very reasons that are very particular to me that, and I was like needed a needed a way to vent and channel some energy, negative energy, and I was like I'm going to do this just to prove a point and blah blah blah, um, and then in through through that it dawned on me just how much i just love this game and and it's at all levels i love the game but to me I, there's nothing purer than 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 watching these kids play right yeah. like there's no i know what i know what happens when they lose guess what they go back to class you know <laughs> like hate to say it they go back to class they suck it up and then they get back right. into the gym and like I was talking to the Western Connecticut guy, he had guys, it's the week out since they got ditched by the committee. Um, and he's got guys coming in, stealing balls because they were going to go kick around. This is a week after that. And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive to me. And it's like, that's what draws me back. And one of these days we will be talking about a final four with Mount Union not today, but one of these days, and you're still yeah. going to be there because the new show does not go away. It just goes. Well, you the, you absolutely should keep doing this, and the the 
the the ease that you have with like and how 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 much you put other people at ease like no. like i've had people family members and even some people you know have said like commented about oh you you guys like seem like you really have a good chemistry like mm. you have that with every single person you interview and that's like okay. a real Thank gift you, you have Thank a you. like real gift for that the way you can put people at ease and you know i mean i was very nervous and like um because i'm kind of an anxious paranoid person and like but i'm also like I can sometimes push through that and like sort of yeah, take yeah. a risk. And so I took the risk and you were like, you made it totally easy. Like, oh, thank you. you know, I thought I'd do it one time and that'd be fun and that'd be it. And like, no, I mean, I loved it. I absolutely yeah, loved it. Great. And, and I can tell every time I watch your other interview, I mean, people are really comfortable with you. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, all right, Mr. Petru. Yep. I'm going to wish you and your family happy holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Don't celebrate. I am going to hope that you have a wonderful, blessed time over the next 10 months of hiatus. And yep. you get back into the gym, you clean yourself up, knock the dust off, and start grinding away. <laughs> and we'll be back at it. All right, my, my secret MVP for the final four is five foot three Nelsar Castillo for Mary Washington. Nice. That is okay. I'm gonna now I'm gonna have to watch the kid. I'm definitely yeah. gonna have to watch him. So all right, Mr. Petru, thank all you right, very buddy. much. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yep, Great. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also find me on anti-social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks. This is a message from my chief marketing officer. I think this keeps him happy.